Hello, and welcome to The Register. I'm Caleb. I'm Blake. And we're going to talk about another band that's associated with L.S. Dunes. This is one of the most popular bands when people think of, like, emo. And um, they have several singles, and they're super popular. My Chemical Romance. Oh, yeah. I I think everybody knows who they are. I think so, too. Um, If they don't know the Black Parade song, they probably know uh, Helena. Yeah. Um, but they have a few other singles that are pretty popular as well. Uh, the album we're going to talk about today is Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. And um, it came out in 2004. I had actually heard of them when their first album came out. And I had it, and I listened to it a few times, but I didn't pay any mind to it. Mm-hmm. Nothing like jumped out as awesome. And then this album came out, and... Uh, you know, I was, pro- I was thinking I was like 20 years old or something like that, 21 maybe. Um, it had some really good songs on it, like really, really good. And that's when I was like, okay, this is a good band. Yeah. I think, uh, when did this one come out? Like 2004? Yeah. Well, let's see. It was like 17 years ago. Yeah. It doesn't seem that long ago. Because no. I, when this album came out, I actually went to like their, like when they started touring, like I went to one of their concerts and they played a ton of stuff. Yeah, this album. I forgot. I saw them at Warp Tour mm-hmm. when this album was out. Yeah, yeah, they were good. Yeah, it was okay. It was a good show. I liked it. Yeah, um, my chemical romance comes from Newark, New Jersey, and you know they're pop punk emo. But as I was looking to it, there are hints of like like a little bit of metal riffs. Yes, and stuff, and it's a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. They have a very distinct sound. That's their sound. But um, they change up enough to make it, like, a little different as well, if that makes sense. Um, The guys in the band are Gerard Way. He's the vocalist. Um, Ray Toro, he was um, lead guitar and backing vocals. Um, Mikey Way, bass guitar. And Frank Lero, um, rhythm guitar and backing vocals. And he's also in L.S. Dunes, as Mm -hmm. we talked about. uh, This album had a few singles, um, four to be exact. I'm Not Okay, Thank You for the Venom. Helena, and The Ghost of You, which I like all of those songs, great singles. This album was actually certified platinum in less than a year. That's really fast. That's a huge feat for like a band with this kind of sound, I think. Mm -hmm. And it sold over 3 million million copies in the U.S. That's a lot. Yeah, I don't know the total numbers like worldwide or anything, but yeah, very popular band. Um, This album was really cool. It's... uh, it's like 42 minutes long, a little over that. So it's not too long, mm. enough to hold your attention and my attention for sure. But it's a like a pseudo-conceptual album, like a horror story. Yeah. Pseudo-horror story. Uh, this man, thought to be one of the demolition lovers from the first album, which I don't know that story really mm. well. Um, but he got gunned down in a fight, um, makes a deal with the devil, that if he brings back the souls of 1,000 evil men, uh, he will be restored and he will be reunited with the love of his life, lo- love of his wi- life, and then he'll, um, otherwise he'll be dragged to hell. It's very Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, kind of feel. it is. And uh, I didn't, I knew there was something to this album, but I didn't know that story. I never cared to look mm-hmm. into it. 
Uh, but reading this the other day, I was like, damn, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I had no idea it was that deep. Yeah, he actually, too, I read that um, the album cover, he actually drew or painted that. It's called The Demolition Lovers. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has a, other projects. He's the one that um, developed, um, he wrote umbrella academy yeah yeah that uh wasn't it like a maybe i think a comic book series yeah it's on like a series on netflix yeah when i I heard that a little while ago a couple months ago i was like oh really i had no idea Mm -hmm. i've never seen that but i thought it was pretty cool yeah um and this album it has um it's like i said a pseudo conceptual album but it deals with things in his life too and they're kind of mixed in with that Mm -hmm. but they fit in really well let's talk about the first song helena it's actually about his grandmother and his grandmother name her actual name was Elena. Okay. So it's about her death. I guess he was really close to her. Mm-hmm. And what a hell of a way to open an album. This is like an epic song. Oh, I know. And this guy sings with so much conviction and emotion. It's like it's so believable like what he's saying. Like there is like sorrow in his voice. There's anger. And it's all that stuff like mixed in. There's like, yeah, that's one thing I like about uh, Gerard Way. He is an excellent performer. He is, like, man. And the guitar parts are super cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, listening to both guitars and just everything. Um, what a well-written album. This uh, song, that song, right, uh, Helena, it just makes you want to sing it like as loud as you possibly it can. It does, and it comes off like like they just charge out of the gates. It's a very like upbeat, like punk tempo um, incredible vocals, like I said, uh, crazy backing vocals, which really make it too. Mm-hmm. And um, then it, it comes in with this halftime part during the chorus, and that's what gives it that sing along type feel. And um, yeah, you just can't help it. This song makes me really emotional. Yeah, and I like I, it. Yeah, I do too. I think about the video too. It has a great video that goes along with it. Oh, that's the one where the girl's like walking down the aisle. Yeah, and, she yeah. comes out of the casket and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, this album has, like, a very haunting sound, in my opinion, too. Yeah. It's, like, really dark, and I love that about it. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, his singing is so sincere. It really captures your attention. And uh, we talked about his grandmother, and what a beautiful song. And I have a little piece that he actually talked about this song. Um, he says, and this was in 2005 when he said this, Uh, I have a lot of self-hate. The most recent example was the song, Helena. It's a really angry open letter to myself. It's about why I wasn't around for this woman who was special to me, why I wasn't there for the last year of her life. Uh, Self-hate has always been a big part of my lyrics. I felt like, I felt like all of my life. I don't know why, but always, I always hated myself. Hopefully that self-hate is growing into something else now. Hopefully it's grown into caring about myself and wanting to stay alive. And then he said, uh, the worst moment, like when his grandma died, that was the worst moment of his life. I was also, uh, I think losing my grandmother and the drinking were probably connected. When I quit, I couldn't, I could see myself clearly and I wasn't sure how much I liked it. I wasn't confident about anything. I was just depressed. Also, when you get sober, everyone is very honest about everything you've done, and that can be hard. That's so, really sad. Yeah, I read that he, after they they came out with this album, they ex- they toured, like, extensively, and he had a hard time dealing with that, so he dealt with it with, like, um, alcohol and cocaine. Oh, that's that's very sad, and poor guy. And that's what fueled, like, yeah, even some of these songs, he, he talks about that mm. and stuff. But, yeah, great song, great way to open an album. 
you know, this is totally kind of like really unrelated, but but also goes back to the whole comic book thing. Yeah. Did I send you that video I saw on TikTok where it looked like Gerard Way, who was on like a daytime talk show, like Jenny Craig, Ricky Lake, whatever, you know, Sally, Jesse, Raphael. Did I send that video to you? I don't think so. They were talking about like comics and he's like, I'm 16, you know, and I write comics. Like, what's wrong with that? Like, he was like a guest member in the audience. Oh, yeah. I don't really know if that was him or not. But if it was, it looked like it's his doppelganger. I think I've seen that. I think it is. Is that was that really him? Like I don't know if you sent it to me, but I recall. So it, it's in a caption like Gerard Way was in the audience. Yeah, yeah. I thought that I don't. Th- I just thought that was interesting. Like yeah. I want to know what were you doing there? Like what what what, what were you doing in that audience? I don't know. Maybe we went with his mom or somebody or grandma or something. I just thought it was kind of a fun little tidbit to throw yeah. in there because I was like, no freaking way. That's him. That's super cool. Yeah. The second song, Give Him Hell Kid, it comes in with these like this distorted bass line and distorted vocals, and it just sounds really aggressive. And they noted, um, Frank and Gerard noted that this is one of their favorite songs to play live. They just said it's really fun. But it's so melodic to me, in my opinion. And this song is told from the perspective of the primary narrative's lover. She's unaware that um, her companion has made a deal with the devil and is missing his presence in her life. So that's what this song's about. This song to me was very much my chemical romance sounding song. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I I really like this one Mm -hmm. on the album. And that's where you have a song like Helena, and then you have this one. Totally different sounding songs, but it's still in that realm of the My Chemical Romance. Yeah. So it fits really, really well. Let's see. Turn my page here real quick. The third song, To the End, um, is based on uh, William Faulkner's short story named uh, A Rose for Family. Oh, is that the little poem thing that's supposed to be, like, really scary? Yeah. Is that is that what I had? It's to the end. Yeah, it's inspired by a poem. Yeah. Uh, The protagonist uh, crashes a wedding celebration to rack up more murders towards his goal of killing a thousand evil souls. So that's when it talks about the the people floating in the pool and shit like that. Yeah. like Killed a bunch of people. This this poem uh, arose for Emily. Uh Uh-huh. It's a story of a woman who killed a man she couldn't live without, and then she slept next to his dead body to stay with him forever. Oh, wow. Isn't that, like, real gross? Yeah, crazy. (laughs) You know what was funny about this song? Uh, This came out, like, what, 16 years ago? Yeah. I have not heard To The End probably since this album first came out. Uh And I just want to know how in the world... Did I remember every single word to this song? And I have not, I promise you, I've not listened to it in like 16 years. Yeah, I listened to it maybe six or seven years ago. I remember the whole way through. But before that, it was probably that long ago, like mm-hmm. when it came out. And I, a lot of the songs were familiar with me too. Yeah, it was just weird. That good. That's, that's a good song. Yeah, it is. It, you know, it's probably one of my favorites on this album, but I, was you know listening to it and I caught myself I'm like how do I remember these words right like it was it was very a weird experience I know how do people the brain is a funny thing it is and that's what got me thinking too like what 
that's just been tucked away in the back of my brain yeah. for 16 years. Like in a filing cabinet and you, you pulled up the I Can Go Romance file. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I really enjoy this song. This is probably one of my favorites on, on the whole album. Yeah. Very cool. I I know everyone probably thinks I say the same shit all the time, but um, I don't dislike any song, really. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a really well-written, put-together album. Um, not overly produced, not under... It kind of fits right in the middle of, like, mm-hmm. you know... doesn't sound quite DIY, but it's still it's kind of rough around the edges a little bit for being, like, a mainstream album. Yeah. Yeah, I thought, because it's... That's a good point you make, because there was one song on here, I'm like... Ooh, that sounds a little rough. Mm-hmm. Not bad at by any means, but just I don't know. Just not as well like put together, I yeah. guess, or maybe something just sounded a little off to me about the song. If I'm not mistaken, it came out on Equal Vision Records, which that's what Co- Coheen Cambria started out on too. Mm-hmm. A lot of bands on Equal Vision, but um, I don't think I th- are they an indie label. I don't know. I'm not sure if they're an indie yeah. label or not, but I mean, anyway, doesn't matter. On the on to the fourth song, um, you know what they do to guys like us in prison. <laughs> Great song title, yeah. first of all. <laughs> and this song features Burt McCracken from The Used. Yeah. And he has a really cool part in it. I guess mm-hmm. I never really realized. I thought it was just Gerard, but uh, he does that creepy like laugh he does in like, The Used stuff yeah. sometimes. And it, I thought it really fit in there really well. It's a very, very Burt McCracken distinctive yeah. laugh. Yeah. Um, pretty cool song. Uh, it's told from the perspective of a felon who never expected to get caught and is in jail now uh, dealing with mental health problems and doesn't get along with other inmates. He's just trying to get back to his wife. Oh, wow. Yeah. I also read... Uh about this song that it was also inspired um, by a kiss that Gerard and Bert shared during a game of Truth or Dare. Really? Yep. That's funny. I did not know that. Yeah. (laughs) 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 On to the sixth song, uh, I'm Not Okay, I Promise. Um, This is the first song I heard off this album because they had a video, and back then MTV was still Mm semi-relevant, and uh, they played this song all the time. I remember exactly where I was when I saw it. Yeah, I remember this one too. Um, this song and then the Helena, that was played on, I used to watch, what is it, Fuse? Yeah. I used to watch that a lot too. Mm-hmm. And I remember these two music videos just playing all yeah. the time. Yeah, video's pretty cool. It has like that Catholic uniform mm-hmm. type thing. They're all wearing like uniforms and ties and stuff. I don't know, just very cool. Um Again, not your typical like pop song, but it is like poppy enough to p- where people like like it a lot. Yeah, uh, I, I like the like the theme of this song. Um, this guy is trying to help this girl, and he's struggling because he's got his own issues, which are internal, and he's trying to explain to her that her issues are external, and he's trying to deal with his own shit. And you know, it talks about her like the pic, the photos that your boyfriend took. Like, some guy took these photos, probably showed all his friends, got spread around campus, whatever. And to him, he's got bigger fish to fry. He's yeah. trying to, he's dealing with killing all these evil men, trying to get back to the love of his life. I don't know. If you heard this song, you wouldn't think anything like that. Oh, no, absolutely not. Not like, at all. It's totally taken out of the story. But it fits in the story. Did you like this song? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah it was a good one. Yeah, me mm-hmm. too. Um, and again, it's not as doesn't seem as dark as their other songs, but it fits. It's a good like fits right in the pocket. Yeah. The sixth song, "The Ghost of You." Oh, what an emotional song! Uh, it's really catchy. Has really catchy drums and guitar parts, and "The Ghost of You." tells the listener of the protagonist's longing for missing his love and the frustration from worrying he'll never uh, complete his task to bring her back. This is the really sad song, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Just the, the way he, like, opens that song. Yeah. Like, just his voice. He sounds upset. Yeah. And it's like, you know this song is going to be sad. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of good singers out there that can convey emotion and things like this, but this guy is, uh, I mean, he's really, really good at it. Um, like the the timber in his voice. Yeah. Like, I mean, he sounds like he's about to cry or just got done crying, but like in a good way. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I really like about this yeah. song is. It's not like whiny. No, it's not, but it's like he's genuinely sad yeah. and he can convey that in his music and I thought that was great because as soon as this song started you're like oh this is going to be a sad one yeah. Like, yeah and this is one of the songs like you t- talked about like it popped up from a like memory and I was like oh I forgot this song was on here yeah what a great song yeah the music video uh that was also very sad too which one was that that's the one like where is that the military? Yeah, the military one where they're like in like the little ball or whatever, yeah. and uh, they're like dancing. It's really sad. I have to rewatch it. Yeah, I don't remember it. I mean, I mean, I've seen it, but I don't recall. Yeah, great, great, great song. Mm-hmm. And the seventh song, I love this intro. This is such a good intro. Um, the jet set life is gonna kill you, and Gerard, the singer. Uh, used alcohol and cocaine to deal with his stress of touring. It nearly killed him in 2005. No way. Yeah. Ooh. He had to take, before they played Warp Tour, he had to, he, I think he went to rehab and got clean. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it caused stress, like, in the band and everything else. Like, he couldn't even go on anymore. Yeah. And uh, there was something about an incident in Japan, I think. I don't know what happened, but maybe someone found him like passed out or some shit. I'm not for sure. It didn't, I didn't find any details on it. I didn't really look either though, but something bad happened that caused him to clean his life up a little bit. And, uh, this song is a first person narration by Gerard speaking to the demons of his addiction, whom he personifies as a woman. So that's pretty cool. That's interesting. Yeah. Like, like we talked about earlier, like he's taken like, facts out of his own life and yeah. put him into this crazy ass story yeah um fits really well uh great 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 song do you have anything particularly to say about it i liked it i thought it was a good one it wasn't one of my favorites on the album but i did i i don't really dislike anything yeah on this album though, yeah so. solid but yeah it was just a eh, okay yeah for me yeah i think i thought the same thing i mean mm-hmm. it's really good but i mean it's not personally one of my favorites yeah on the eighth song, this is an, we have an interlude here, which was interesting. Yeah, I thought that was a, an interesting choice to make. It is, but it fits so well after you learn like what it's about. Uh, well, there's only a few words in it, but kind of this haunting music is playing, and it's the protagonist praying for his lover's uh, safety while he's away. Um, 
has this cool like lo-fi kind of sound to it mm-hmm. and it kind of reminded me of like something a radiohead would do okay i can see that now yeah. that you say that yeah mm-hmm. i was like wow that sounds a lot like radiohead not in a bad way but in like how they use like the lo-fi stuff mm-hmm. yeah. okay and i thought yeah it was it was just a nice break for the album um it's a little over the halfway point and it just it kind of leaves room for them to open up and like finish the album i mm-hmm. guess so it goes right into the ninth song, uh, Thank You for the Venom. This is a little heavier of a track, and uh, it's got a really cool guitar solo like towards the middle of the song. And it's supposed to be like inspiration for people to do something with their lives instead of taking their own life. That's nice. Yeah. That's a nice message to have. Yeah, sure is. This was a, another one of those songs for me, uh, just like uh, To the End. That, that I also haven't heard in since the album came out. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, I really like this song. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I actually listened to this one a couple of times in a row because Me too. I really liked it a lot. After listening to it the initial time, first time, I mean, you know, after years, mm-hmm. um, I've been listening to it in my car and stuff, too. Yeah, really cool sounding album. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a shame I haven't listened to it more. I know. You know, that's one thing I like about doing this podcast is I get to listen to music that I haven't heard in like 10, 15 years. And it's nice to be able to go back and be like, holy crap. Like, yeah, that was or like just remember something like, "Ooh, that was not a good time in my life or, yeah. oh, wow, I really enjoyed this song. And this was a fun time in my life. I hear that. Yeah. And. I'm going to be really honest here. Um, Like I said, I had the first album. I had this album. And then um, when the Black Parade came out and uh, it was all over the radio and TV and stuff, I personally didn't really care for it. I don't think it's their best work. But for some reason, there's a whole generation of people that think that is it. Oh, absolutely. The piano note that everybody does on TikToks and this and that. I'm like, I don't know, man. They have such better stuff. Even though like... Um, songs that are singles on this album, or I think, are better than that yeah. album. Um, everyone has their own opinion, and anyone can like whatever they like. I'm just saying, it's not the end all. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, this song is like when I think of like emo music, mm-hmm. I think of My Chemical Romance 100. percent Yeah. Even though it's to me, like we talked about earlier, Thursday is like more emo than I I feel than. My Chemical Romance, mm-hmm. but as far as like popularity and like mainstream, right? This is exactly who you think of, like the dark red and black makeup. Yeah, they made that like super popular. True, and they set like a lot of like trends with this album. Yeah, as far as like musically and as a, like a band with like personal style and stuff. They were. This is debatable, but they were one of the bands that really. Um, made emo like mainstream i agree i i 100 agree with that statement and yeah i saw a video on it the other day someone was talking um taking back sunday yes yeah they were the two bands that really like Mm -hmm. in the 2000s like really pushed emo to the forefront i think the used the used were right up there with the used is up there too like the what is it i can't remember like the bird and the worm song you know when they got like really popular with uh oh gosh what is it i can see the music video in my head it's like the little boy 
I'll be just fine. That song. Oh yeah, yeah, that was on their second album. Yeah, they. I I know that like they kind of like catapulted. Yeah. With that album, everybody had that heart with the yeah the tattoo. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I like their first album. Not to talk about I did, the. Years, I did too. Yeah. Man, I like first that album one. was a fucking banger. Yeah. Second album was really good too. But man, I'm, I know you can't make the same album twice. But anyway, let's get back to My Chemical Romance for a little bit. Um, there's only a few songs left here. Mm-hmm. We, on the tenth song, "Hang Hang 'Em High." Um, kind of weird once you read the lyrics and stuff. Yes. Um, but it makes sense in two ways. Uh, it's a reference to the 1968 western starring Clint Eastwood. Yeah. And it's yep. it's a totally western song. Mm-hmm. Like the like the beginning of it. Yep. When I first heard that song, I was like, "What is this?" You know, with that little like western sound, like right at the beginning. It's like the little. I don't know what to call the it. The typical, you know I, yeah. yeah, it makes you think of westerns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, the whole, all the lyrics are talking about um, like pushing forward, keep shooting. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of like a all or nothing at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy's going to give it his all, and um, I guess the movie inspired him. I don't know. Big yeah. Clint Eastwood fan, I guess. Yeah, I <laughs> but pretty cool how that fits in. Something so dark, and then something about a western, but. I don't know that I guess the a good songwriter can do that, huh? Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was all right. Yeah, me too. Oh, we only have one more song. Is that it? Um, no, no, we have two more. Yeah, yeah, we have a few more. Sorry. Uh, on the eleventh song, it's not a fashion statement. It's a fucking death wish. Um, that album it's censored a lot. Yes, that's the original name. Okay. The song. And here the protagonist is nearing the end of his adventure and he's making like a final attempt to reunite with his lover. I thought it was a good song. Um has a really similar style to the rest of the song on the album, but again, they have it's they tweak it enough to like separate it. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. And I don't know. Yeah, this one was just okay for me. One thing I noticed though is that um the names of these songs, they're very on brand for like early 2000s, you know? Oh, yeah. Everybody I mean? had the weird fucking titles. Yeah. Yeah. I got punched in the face for sticking my like nose in other people's yeah. business or yeah, it's people just, have these extremely weird song titles. Yeah. That's as soon as I saw that, I was like, you know, mm-hmm. very much early 2000s <laughs> song I, names. I forgot about that. Yeah. Once someone does something cool, you know, it's everyone follows. Yeah. I don't know who started that trend, but mm-hmm. um number twelve, Cemetery Drive. I really like uh the guitar parts in this song and I really like the lyrics in this particular song. Um I know we've said a couple songs are sad, but this one has some like really, really dark lyrics. Absolutely. Um, but I love how I love the picture he paints with this about the cemetery and everything. And it's this song is telling the story of the protagonist lover who has killed herself in the aftermath of the event. Yeah, he's got he says singing slong, songs that make you slit your wrist. I was yeah. like, yikes, that's Yeah. He's gone through all this yeah. to like reunite and then Finds out she killed herself. Yeah. That's the worst possible ending. I know, right? What a depressing ending. Yeah. But how fitting for an album as dark and uh, depressing as this. Yeah. But so funny how it's so popular but depressing. Yeah. It's kind of like 
musically, not the way so much Gerard sings, but like it's very like alkaline trio to do. Yeah, it's um, this album was very like macabre for me, very dark, but not in a corny way. No, not at all. Um, very good lyricist, uh, very good singer, and uh, all the guys in the band are really good mm-hmm. um, musicians. So we have the 13th song, and this is the end of the song, or the album. Uh, I Never Told You What I Do for a Living, another cool song title. Yeah. And the the protagonist is um, completing his deal with the devil and accepts the fact that um, he'll never reunite with his lover. And he discovers that um, the one last person he has to kill is himself. Oof. That's rough. So another great song. Um, I thought it was a good ending for the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, his screams toward the end of the album, I tried. I was like, oh, oh yeah, that's, man, talk yeah. about emotion. Yeah. Um, super cool. I was just like, wow. Kind of like sat there for a second. Yeah. Like, it. Catch my breath here. Find myself. It was definitely a perfect ending for this album and like story that it was telling, I thought. Um, I liked the song. wasn't my favorite, but I did appreciate it yeah. being the last song on the album. Mm-hmm. And I know, like we talked about, everyone knows who My Chemical Romance is, um, but they may have just heard songs. I recommend just sitting down, taking the 45 minutes, and listening to this thing all the way through, read the lyrics, and um, it's basically a movie written out yeah it's like you're listening and but like watching it in your mind yeah out, which you i can, thought was really neat yeah you can see exactly what's happening mm-hmm. and um yeah so so good i'd say like for me eight and a half out of ten would definitely recommend uh, i agree i i agree i would definitely recommend this album and honestly because like it was a big part of me or, like, what I listened to, like, growing up. It was super popular when I was in school. Literally yeah. everyone was listening to it, even if you didn't listen to that kind of music. Yeah. You still liked it. Yeah. And um, I I would definitely recommend it to everyone. Me too. Some of their best work, in my opinion. That does it. Uh, another episode of The Register Down. Um, have a good day. See you later.